0: And while you're there on I Work for Him, click on the I Work for Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work for Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their co workers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWork, the number four Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your co workers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one-hour Christian talk radio, a special edition of the Together on Tuesday show with Jim and Martha Brangenberg, but not on a Tuesday. How cool is that? (laughs) Super great big thanks. Go out to Jose Cruz. He's engineering the show today. Hey, have you taken time to join the I Work For Him nation? Martha, every day, and I, you don't get to see all these emails, but every day, Martha, we get a new member to the nation.
1: You should share those with me more. That'd be awesome. Well, <laughs>
0: just you be just told Rio. me I don't have time to read all the good emails that I get. <laughs> oh, I know. But we, honestly, yesterday we got an email uh, from, uh, his name was Daniel. Yes. Daniel Docto from Thailand. And he joined the I Work Nation. I'm trying to figure out, how in the world did a guy in Thailand hear about I Work from And I still don't know, but he was he originated from Northern California. But that's just really cool. And I just the fact that I remembered his name was really cool. But... It, I'm encouraged every day as people join the iWork Work Ram Nation and make that commitment to praying for their co-workers and employees by name each and every day. Looking for ways to serve people in the workplace. Look for ways to befriend people so they get an opportunity to live Jesus out real in front of them. But that opportunity that we, we, we tell uh, I Work For Nation members to look for those opportunities to pray with people. Why is that so significant?
1: Well, it's hugely significant because you are not just, you're putting your money where your mouth is really. And we're not talking about money, but you're not just saying, well, yeah, I'm going to remember to pray for you. It's taking that moment in that crisis or that time of need for somebody and saying, you know what? I want to pray alongside of you right now for what you're going through.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. And members of the I Work For M Nation Nation are, are people that are just, they recognize that their workplace, it's their mission field. And in that mission field, they may be their only Jesus that their co-workers and employees may ever meet. But we ask that I work for him nation members, people who proclaim their Christ following this. And I, you know, I don't say proclaim their Christianity because I'm that, that it's yes, you're a Christ follower Christian, but live it out. And, and when you live it on your workplace, you should be the best, the brightest, the, the greatest example of excellence in your workplace every day. And when you don't, then you just need to apologize. So that's just part of the deal if you, if you need to apologize. But we're asking you to go out to iWorkForHim.com, click on the iWorkForHim Nation flag, and make that commitment tonight. So that tomorrow, when you head back to work, you have started that transformation in your mind that Romans 12.2 talks about. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, because they would never tell you to go pray for the coworkers and employees that you work with. Never. But let God transform you, into a new person by changing the way you think, by the mere understanding and acceptance of that verse, you recognize that you don't think the way God thinks, that His ways are not your ways, and that you know you need a change. And Jesus is all about change. Iworkforhim.com. Click on the I Work for Him Nation flag. We would love for you to come alongside of us and be part of a sweeping. Change across the nations as I work for him reaches from sea to shining shining sea. Easy for me to say, and to every continent. I don't know about Antarctica. I don't know, but every other continent, I are, I don't even know if there's radio stations in Antarctica, but I'm sure there are weather stations for sure. So we'd like for you to join iworkforhim.com. Click on the i work for him nation flag. Martha, I thought we'd take this special together on Tuesday show. That's not on a Tuesday. And highlight some really cool stuff that God's doing in our lives. But I think we should just start with what's, you know, I always ask the question every day of our guests that come on the show, how is Christ making a difference in your life today? So I think I'm going to ask you that question. Then you can ask me that question. So Martha, how is Christ making a difference in your life today?
1: Well, I think um, how he's making a difference is just drawing me closer to him all of the time. And um Really continuing to strengthen um, my relationship with him and draw me closer to him and help me um, when in my nature, I try to rely on myself um, to rely on him to take care of the needs that I may have in my life.
0: Okay, so you're supposed to ask me that question.
1: Hey, Jim. (laughs) How is Christ making a difference in your life?
0: You know, I I look every day and I know that it's obedience. And, um, you know, a couple, two, three weeks ago, I had uh, uh, a guest on the show and we talk, we joke all the time, you know, we have to wait on the Lord and that we serve a, we live in a microwave world, but we serve a crockpot God. And, you know, that Moses had to wait eight, he was 80 years old before he actually got to start executing his calling. And Joseph had 13 years in prison and in slavery. And there was a guy on my show. Uh, and he had to wait fifty years for communism to break down in Cuba for the gospel message to explode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Alberto Gonzalez was his name, and fifty years he had to wait. Fifty years of being a faithful pastor. Fifty years. Oh, I hope I don't have to wait till I'm fifty. I mean, fifty years. Not. I'm already fifty, but you know, I'm almost fifty. But so, the way Christ to make an impact in my life is just recognizing that we really need to wait on the lord and that's sometimes extraordinarily difficult for your husband
1: <laughs> for this particular husband well though, i am not looking got? at well, no, for, you got? well you have listeners too so it's well, not I'm, their husband well, i'm talking to you
0: <laughs> so it is it is something that uh, I, I really just learned about Mm-hmm. So it, that is, I, I'm just grateful that the Lord is patient with me. All right. You've tuned in to iWorkRim with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We call it together on Tuesday when it's on Tuesday, but we're going to call it together on Tuesday, special edition today. So glad you're tuning in all across Tampa Bay and around the world. And when we say around the world, we literally mean that. we got people listening on iHeartRadio in every almost every state of the union. We've got people listening on every continent. We're so grateful that you're tuning in and we're just hoping that something that Martha and I have to say today will touch your heart will be from the Holy Spirit directly to your spirit and it challenges you to take your faith deeper into your workplace because that's really what I work for him is all about purposefully equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in the workplace. How powerful is that? It has nothing to do with us. It has to do with the power of the gospel. It has to do with the restoration work that God is doing in your life and our lives. Christ came to restore and he came and he redeemed all things and he comes to restore all things, including the economy, including your workplace, including you. And that's what this is all about. Every day we invite guests onto the studio or into the studio to uh, talk about the faith that they've been challenged, their faith, and how it's been challenged to bring their faith into the workplace, what that looks like, whether they've written a book or whether they're involved in a ministry. And then Martha and I, on every Tuesday, always deal with a marriage and relationship issue because, honestly, people, as you look at it, marriages and relationships in this world are a mess. And we're not going to talk about that today in detail, but Martha, we have seen and are reminded again and again that we met with a pastor this week. Uh, actually, we met with the pastor this week. We also met with the pastor a couple of weeks ago. And and they understand that marriages are under attack in the church.
1: Oh, most definitely. And, you know, we were having a lot of conversation regarding several parts of marriage, but the fact that there are um, couples who need good role models in their life to show them that, yeah, marriage is hard, life is hard, a lot of curveballs can come your way, but through Christ and through some amazing God-given tools, you can strengthen your marriage to get through those crises and come out stronger on the other side.
0: The good news as we sit down and talk with people that are involved in churches and the leadership of churches is that they recognize that if we can help strengthen marriages, mm-hmm. it will strengthen the ministry of the church because marriages are a light in the community. Strong marriages are a light in the community because they really represent God. And it's such a powerful influence. And, and you know, I'm, I know several weeks back you and I did a show together and we talked about the impact of the Jesus calling on our marriage right. and where we are in our walk with Christ. We've, we've, we've got a business that we've spent a lot of time in. We've got the radio show, which we've spent a lot of time in. And uh, we have been reading through the Jesus calling this year together. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. I don't, That's not I don't very like.
1: nice to say. People need to know what you mean.
0: <laughs> it's just a stinkin yes, he does so stinking like challenging. So in it. your face. It's just so in your
1: face. That's like saying I don't like exercise or I don't like.
0: I like exercise, but we never get it.
1: No, you're not hearing what I'm saying. If you like it. It's good for you, but it's hard. Is that what you mean?
0: Well, it's like getting needles in the eyeball. It is not- <laughs>
1: For you, because you hate needles. I do. And you hate eyeballs. Well, and so I, like needles and the eyeballs I like would be the, the way w- my
0: eyeballs work. But I, I just. But it's I, a I, good kind of a. I just, an- you know, grasping onto the fact that trust is wrapped up in adversity. I don't know if that was from a January devotion, but I'm still wrapping my head around that. Like, mm. And that we need to be thankful in all things. Mm-hmm. All things. Mm-hmm. All things. Everything. Even the ugly stuff all things i that one i had a hard time with oh i'm still having a hard time with that one so
1: you don't like the message or you don't like what it how it's messing <sighs> the with challenge
0: you. it's the challenge but it's
1: good because that's why we're doing it
0: it's the challenge
1: so you're encouraging other people to do this as well
0: yes it's the best thing <laughs> ever for your marriage well first of all praying together with your spouse is one of the most powerful disciplines that we have developed I think it's totally cool. And now doing devotions together, which we were encouraged by our business partners almost a year ago to do this. We saw that they, as you said, they give us an example. They demonstrated, modeled modeled it. it. That's the word modeled it. And uh, it's been powerful for us, but hard. And then knowing that we need to, we get up, we're getting ready for bed and, and we always do devotions before we get tired. Most of the time. Well, like nine out of 10 times we do that. (laughs) And it's, Boy, I'll tell you, it's hard. It's just hard. But I, it's good. I know the Lord's working in our lives, and I, it's just
1: <laughs> good to do hard things. Yes,
0: it is. It is good to do hard things. All right, so we would encourage every married couple out there do the hard things.
1: You know, there was a book a couple of years ago by a couple of brothers, and it was called "Do Hard Things," and that's really what it was all about. Is it's like, okay, we're so often we're afraid of the hard things. But those are the things where, you know, if you never do things that challenge you, you never get any stronger. And it's all about our relationship with the Lord. And we want that to be as strong as we can. This isn't about um, personal satisfaction and personal strength. It's about the strength that we get from the Lord. Was that the Benham brothers that I interviewed? Uh, no, no, it was a different brothers. Okay. All right. It was the ones that put dating aside or something like that. I will have to look it up on the break.
0: Okay, all right, we'll do that. All right, so I wanted to talk about some really cool stuff that's going on at iWorkFrame. Listen, in the last month, we have celebrated our 500th show. Mm -hmm. We celebrated three years of being a broadcast and in the air. And this month, we are actually starting to reach out across the nation to uh, local Christian talk radio stations for them to pick up the show. Because we are getting comments from people all across the country. Jim. You guys got to get this show on our local radio here. It it is what you guys are talking about. Everybody needs to hear. So really what started the show is going to expand the show. But if you, a listener, are listening on iTunes or or iHeartRadio in another city other than Tampa, we would love to hear from you. Jim at iWorkForHim.com. You can find us on Facebook, iWorkForHim, and message us, Martha at iWorkForHim.com. And it's I work the number four him. If you've got a connection to a local Christian radio talk radio station and you can get me a contact there, we'd love to talk to him in any city other than Tampa, you know, in the Tampa Bay region. Because we've got we're all, we got Tampa Bay covered from really from north to south to east to west. Well, all the way to the water, at least. That's right. We have incredible water here, don't we? And when we were sitting in traffic today and watching the dolphins oh, fish, we
1: saw a dolphin. It was awesome.
0: Very, very nice. That's right. That's but a it's, good day. It is a good day. <laughs> so, um, but we would love your help. The listeners, I mean, I had a guy in Dallas call me, Jim, we have got to get you on the radio here in Dallas. Well, I'm all for that. Let's get it going. But we don't want to have to pay for it. We want them to be so intrigued by the message of the show that they bring us on there and 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 they'll just bring us on.
1: Well the exciting thing is is that particular guy that was saying, you know, we got to get you there. He heard something that was relevant to him and encouraging to him and he he said, "I want my people, my community to hear this message because you talk with so many different ministries, workplace marketplace people that um God's working in their lives and it's just an encouragement to know that we're not alone, that all over the country, all over the world, people are desiring that in their their own lives. And we're hungry for it, because we don't hear that message enough. So we we just want to share that, the message that God's given other people, we want to be that conduit.
0: Well, and this message that our workplace is our mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. That's a powerful message. I have to remind myself that some days. Yes, your host of the I work for Him radio show four days a week. Well, three days a week without Martha and two days a week with Martha. It, it's I have to remind myself because I struggle sometimes. Sometimes, you know, I have just tough days and I, for, I I have to be reminded and I don't think I've really screwed up, but I have to be reminded. Ooh. That's right. My witness is more important here than anywhere else mm-hmm. in my workplace. So mm-hmm. powerful. So, but it's cool. We're, we are excited to see what the Lord does, uh, the second half of this year. And we're very excited just to, just to partner up with believers across the country to help challenge them. And, and every day we hear about new ministries that we want to highlight. I, mean, I I interviewed somebody just recently that we're going to highlight very shortly that has an exercise ministry. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about that. All right. So when, you know, we've also got coming up, part of our passion is marriage, as we've talked about before. And we've got coming up, kind of hilarious, but we now have booked the 2017 and 2018 Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat, sponsored by iWork for Him. And we are super duper excited about that because it is, I mean, well, we now have, in 2018, we finally got the room we wanted on the cruise ship. All you have to do is book it two years in advance.
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to remember if we have ever had anything on the calendar two years in advance before. But I'm excited about yeah, our it. Our wedding I, I day really, wasn't even two years in advance. No, it was only 13 months it was in 13 advance. 13 months, which was terribly long. But two years, 24 months. That's a long time. It is a so long time. We're excited so, about so let's that. talk
0: about 2017. Okay. Because it's not, here's why we talk about it right now. You and your spouse, your husband, and your wife, we would love for you to get in now because if you sign up now, you can spread out the payments for the cruise retreat over the remainder of the year and make it easy and affordable. But it's going to be March the 30th through April the 3rd leaving right out of Tampa Bay on the Royal Caribbean Brilliance of the Seas. A five-day, four-night cruise that is guaranteed to make your marriage stronger and challenge you to a much deeper faith with your spouse. You know, Martha, before we get back into our conversation about, no, let's finish it, about the cruise, because people need to know, I mean, how do they find out more information about it? The marriage cruise, next March the 30th, 2017. We're talking about it now because if you get in it, if you sign up now, you can spread out the... Band. First of all, it gives you a whole year... Complete a thought there, I honey. cannot, do this. So I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I cannot do this. It gives you a whole year to prepare and get excited about for your marriage. Not a whole year. It's like 10 months. But... Uh, to also spread out the payments over the next eight months Mm -hmm. for it. So it makes it not a big deal at all. And uh, it's something that we can guarantee your marriage will never be the same again because of the impact God will make on those five days.
1: So really the best way to find out about it is to go to Facebook for those that are on Facebook and um, just put in 2017 cruise your way to a better marriage and you will find the event. And there there's information, but there's also a link to the actual website where you can log in with the password that's on our Facebook and um, get more detailed information about the actual cruise and the rooms and the pricing and all that kind of stuff.
0: And if you don't Aren't on Facebook because you're one of those people that doesn't like Facebook. You can actually go, just email us, Jim at iWorkFram.com oh, yeah. or Martha at iWorkFram.com. We'll get you all the details. We'll hook you up with our incredible cruise planner. Uh, but it is important that you, with your husband or you, with your wife, are really working on your marriage. And this is a way to get away. We guarantee the topics that we will tackle will challenge your marriage to a deeper level. We guarantee that the people you'll meet will also be on the same page as you, wanting to just work on their marriages. Okay, so Martha, as we look at our conversation about what's going on at I Work For Him, we've talked about the marriage cruise, we've talked about uh, really what Christ is doing in our lives. How about a little bit about Business His Way?
1: Okay, well, Business His Way, for those that don't know, is um, a meeting that we have once a month with uh, small business Owners and leaders that come together around a round table and it's pretty round. It's kind of oblong. I know you're kind of in that technical.
0: I wasn't thing. even being literal today. <laughs>
1: you weren't being literal. No. You are often literal. So that's why Jose is sitting by, not standing by because Jim mm-hmm. is so literal. But in the business his way, um, we sit around a table. That's why it's called a round table. But um, it's a time uh, once a month on Friday mornings right now is the group that we have, and we meet from 730 till 10, and we're very prompt on those times. And during that time, we have the amazing opportunity to share what's going on in our lives, talk about uh, issues that we may want to bounce off of other people. But most importantly, we focus on um, a biblical principle that we can apply in our leadership and then also maybe a book that we're studying some concepts in, or taking to a deeper level, and saying what, how can I apply this to my business and make it um, more Christ-centered?
0: Yeah, so we always open up with, "Hey, how is your wheel of life?" Ross Harrop has developed this tool. Uh, Ross Harrop from C12 Tampa Bay has developed this tool that just kind of evaluates nine different sections of your life and and how are is your wheel in balance? And the wheel's never in balance, but it, it's a comparison tool from one month to the next. How do you feel about how you're doing in your personal life your spiritual life and your business life yes and then we move into a well, leadership Typically we open with food yes we do food <laughs> there's coffee, always food breakfast coffee and Mountain Dew. that's right so we you know the then we move into a leadership conversation and for really for the rest of this year we'll be studying a book uh, called spiritual leadership absolutely the, the one of the first books I read one chapter and put it down and said I am not reading this book Again, attitude problem, but it was because it just hit me. Basically, it said, really, none of us are worthy to be leaders. And any of us that really strive to be leaders, that's not the kind of leaders God wants. God raises up people that he can use, not people that want to be used and 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 strive for it. That's probably a better way to say it. To strive for leadership. So we go through a leadership section. It's got twenty eight chapters, so we just do one chapter a month. So this is actually going to take us through the rest of two thousand and sixteen and probably into seventeen as well.
1: Maybe up until the next marriage cruise.
0: It might might be. <laughs> and and and, uh, and then we write every month, we study a topic. From a book that I've read, an author that I've highlighted probably on the show, that's specifically dealing with some things. So in the past, we've studied books by Dr. Jim Harris, we've, uh, by Dave Ramsey, uh, books by Dr. Steve Steff, uh, by Hayden Shaw, about generational differences. We Lots of different books. Mm-hmm. And, and right now, we're uh, in the month of uh June we're going next the next meeting that we have in June will be studying a how do you how do you utilize how can the holy spirit help you in running your business and that book is by Jim Harris
1: wow that's probably something people have never even thought about
0: our unfair advantage advantage and
1: that's- i love that concept because we don't really think about it but we do we, i mean it's it's unfair in the sense that we can pull from um spiritual realm and help us in our business.
0: So a uh, business way is we've had it in place now for almost 3 years and it is for bi- Christian business leaders and Christian business owners. Right now we've got just one group going in central Pinellas County. And I, Honestly, I know there's lots of different choices for where you can grow in your faith in your workplace. If you're a Christian business owner, you're a Christian business leader, you like the style that Martha and I have, you'll love this small group. And we're going to start one up in Hillsborough County sometime this year. And we're just waiting for somebody to say, hey, I'll do it in my office and, and I'll invite a couple of my friends. And then we'll start doing one in Hillsborough County. We just meet once a month for two and a half hours it's food. We keep it reasonably priced because it does include food, a meeting place, a book, and our time. And so uh, if you want more details, all you got to do is go out. If you type in businesshisway.us on the web, uh, businesshisway.us, or email us, jim at iworkforhim.com or martha at IworkFram.com. we can send you the details. Uh, we've got a lot of people considering joining. I think we actually have some uh, potential to start another group even. That's fabulous. And And really the feedback that we get is that It really challenges people, and they enjoy not only the challenge but the camaraderie of being in a room full of other Christian business owners and leaders that want the same thing.
1: Yeah, it it just has a different element than being involved in a small group Bible study that you might do as a couple or singles or women or just men or whatever. This is different because of the like-mindedness of being in business leadership and really desiring to bridge that gap and and I love it because every month number 1 I love the resources that we use. And the things that we learn and the fact that there's so much that we can apply to our business we never even think about.
0: Yeah, there's always more to talk about and no time to do it when we come to the end of two and a half hours. just kind of like we come to the end of an I Work For Him show, which we're not done yet. we got lots more to come. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, together on Tuesdays. But it's not Tuesday, a special edition just for you, as we had an opportunity just to sit down in the studio and just share some things that are going on in our lives. We just really thought that'd be a lot of fun. So we took this opportunity to just share with you. So, but Martha, we were talking over the break that there's something that we really need to tell people. No, we're not expecting. (laughs) No, that would be really cool. But it's not what Martha wants.
1: Oh, wait a second.
0: Oh, it's not really what I want. Either. It's not. Really. Oh, we're well, empty nesters now. It's kind of be nice to have kids around. But you're right. We're not ready to raise an infant anymore.
1: <laughs> we okay. We're tired no, now. No. That's right. I can't imagine. Can you imagine?
0: I can't, no, the, no, I cannot imagine. Can I not imagine? Okay. But we share a lot of stuff on the show. Like about the marriage cruise. We would love for you to share that information with the other people that are listening. That are not listening for other people that you work alongside, that you go to church with. Help be our mouthpiece to the community. We only get to do so much because we have full-time jobs too, so we don't have often have speaking opportunities, things like that, but we would be willing. We would come to any church in Tampa Bay and talk about marriage or marketplace ministry, any church that loves Jesus, of course, uh, but also about business his way. I mean, maybe you're not a business owner. Maybe you're not a business leader, but maybe you know some. Please tell them about it put them in touch with us we're easy to find i work for him but share it please help us be the mouthpiece and go and like our facebook page we often post things on facebook that are of things that are going on
1: yeah i was thinking about the fact that you know like there is a certain grocery store that i've discovered that has great prices and everything and i don't hesitate to tell people about it and say you need to check this out because this is really good for your budget and really good for your family and that's the mentality that we have about the things that we learn about. We want to share it with the people around us. And what one more wonderful thing that you could share than um, the things that you're learning and implementing and that Christ is helping you to grow, share that with your friends and let them know about what's happening at I Work for Him. So why give me a free plug. Okay, well, <laughs> I was trying to be diplomatic, but okay. Anybody that doesn't know about Aldi's needs to check it out. There it's not you go. Really,
0: Aldi's. It's just it's Aldi. Aldi. It's Aldi. Okay. Really, seriously. If you haven't gone through Aldi and compared it in a budget to any other shopping experience, it will change. It will literally. Jim
1: even believes in it now. <laughs> and that took a. That was a hurdle. It did take a little while.
0: So anyway, <laughs> it is. Uh, it is amazing. All right. So let's. Uh, and one other thing, a need for the ministry. You know, one of the things that we need is we're looking for business people to network with business people that have great testimonies to share. We love bringing them on the, on the show for them to share those testimonies, but also business people who really believe in the message of I work for him and are willing to help ministries become part of I work for him on a regular basis where they're actually getting shows and advertising so that people can find out more and more about these ministries. We're looking for those business people to be partners with us and to help ministries who don't have much of a marketing budget, be their marketing budget. That would be great. We're also looking for a national marketing director for iWork for him. <laughs> and, and, and we know that there's probably going to be somebody that is passionate about iWork for him and has maybe he is retired or going to be retired. And you really believe what we're doing and want to help us take this nationwide.
1: Or they're looking for a hobby.
0: Yeah, If they're looking for a hobby or a ministry,
1: great hobby
0: (laughs) or a ministry. I mean, it's a hobby and a ministry. I mean, it's really both, but we're, we're not, we're not marketing people. We don't have enough time to be marketing people. We're not that minded. Martha could do it more than I could, but we just, we need help. So prayerfully consider that. Or if you know somebody who really believes that their workplace is their mission field. And in that mission field, they may be the only Jesus, their coworkers and employees may ever meet. That's a marketing person we want to meet and they don't have to be in Tampa Bay. They could be anywhere in a place that speaks English.
1: Yes, that would be helpful just so we know what they're. And preferably, I think
0: the states would probably be best because I think then you'd understand the culture. But sure. it, that doesn't. It does. But
1: obviously, but you know, you bring up a good point though. Why we have listeners all over in different countries is because this concept applies everywhere. They may not be in quote unquote, Christian countries, they may be, and all the more reason for them to be getting fed and being encouraged that their workplace is their mission field.
0: There are no Christian countries.
1: Okay. But you know what I mean? Like anti what, like where they can't even talk about it, but that they need to be fed. And the radio is a great safe way for people to get that and to be able to, to be encouraged, and so we're really excited, even though sometimes I tell Jim, I'm like, I, you know, it's kind of it's weird that there's people all over the world listening to us, but they need to hear the message or they wouldn't be listening.
0: So we need your help. We don't got it all figured out. We don't got it all figured, out. Got it all. Got it all figured <laughs> out! Sorry.
1: That's where you come in. <laughs>
0: Wake up, America! You. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, seriously, uh, we uh, we could use your help. Alright, now, the promised topic. We told them in the second half of the show, we would talk about great ways to kill morale in the workplace and and this is an article put out by dr travis bradbury and it was forwarded to me and uh, i I just i loved it and so we're going to share it and it's all the credit going to him it's from he's an author of the number one best-selling book emotional intelligence 2.0 and and i know that jeff ruby from red rock leadership has talked about that emotional intelligence book so but ways that managers can destroy morale in a workplace. And and we all need to know this stuff because we can all help do these things. But here's, if you want to kill morale, no, let's do it the positive way. You should have corrected me. Glass half full instead of glass half empty. I
1: didn't write the article. They wrote the article. So... It, obviously we don't want to kill morale that's not no, we the, don't. the goal so but there are ways that we don't even realize what we do
0: all right so here the article says this it's pretty incredible how often you hear managers complaining about their best employees leaving and they do they really do have something to complain about few things are as costly and disruptive as good people walking out the door and in Florida walking out the door with no notice. Because that is a Florida plague.
1: But that's not what this is talking no, about. This not. is talking about the really good employees good that you lose.
0: people leaving. All right. But managers tend to blame their turnover problems on everything under the sun while ignoring the crux of the matter. People don't leave jobs. They leave managers. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. Mm. Hmm. All right. So here's, here's managers must understand what they're doing to kill morale. And honestly, here's the best way, managers, let me summarize this for you. If you want to know what you're doing to kill morale, ask your people. But that's scary. For the people, it's scary because if they're they're actually killing morale, the people are scared to death of their managers. If your people are afraid of you, there is something wrong with you because you should not, managers should not inflict fear on their people. That is no, no way to work. I mean, if you're a Christ follower and your people are afraid of you, Call me, Jim, or email me jim dot com. Seriously, we need to talk.
1: But the reason I said it's scary is it's scary for the manager too, because if they truly are a great manager, then it's they shouldn't be afraid of the answers. But if it's somebody that's saying, "Man, I think I'm I am hurting my morale, the morale of my office, and I don't know what I'm doing," but I need to hear their answers, that could be scary.
0: Yeah, it it is absolutely okay. So number one way to kill morale in your workplace. Overwork your people. Now, we've never, ever heard of any businesses overworking people. Really? Oh, you know what? That's wrong. All we ever hear about is businesses overworking their people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't, I mean, when was the last time you heard somebody who said, you know, I have a perfect job. I work 40 hours a week. I go home. I am totally at peace. And it's the greatest job ever.
1: Yeah. What was last you, time you heard I, that? I, I don't know. I I, I can't
0: tell you the last time I heard that. But overworking people. I mean, it's so incredible how often you hear that, and and it is something that is is so easy to rectify. I mean, honestly, productivity starts to decline uh, somewhere between forty five and fifty hours a week. People just start to peter out.
1: Yeah, and I I think a lot of what's happened with a lot of businesses is that because of tight economies and things like that they they think this one project we're just going to work really hard and get this one sale or get this one whatever and then it never lets down well, it, and so sometimes it's not intentional you think it's seasonal we have a seasonal business but you have to let down after that and you have to give you know time to rejuvenate and refresh but if it's always sales sale sale sales sales which is what makes a you know a, a company I mean you need sales but if it's so you may need more people if you're pushing them so hard all the time what
0: happened during the recession is people started losing customers because customers started disappearing clients started disappearing people started moving away they had no money and so you started losing employees and you didn't replace people Mm -hmm. and then but that work still had to be done and so you 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 the same work still had to be done but now you have less people and less people and less people and right. less people and, and so that's where the 45 to 55 to 65 hour work weeks came from but that can only be short term all right so overworking your people great way to kill morale and especially if you don't appreciate them and it can and and honestly as a christ follower if you're a leader manager or owner of a business if you're overworking your people you're a really bad example because you're destroying their family. They need to be home. Because in Tampa Bay, or really in tons of metro areas around the country, they have an hour commute either way. Mm-hmm. And so if you're working them 50 or 60 hours, they also have another 12 hours or 10 hours of commuting. 10 they're to 12 hours. Car. Yeah, they're in a the car. So they're out of their, their homes and they get home, they're tired, they're cranky, and you're not paying them any more money. I mean, you say, yeah, we're going to pay you $20 an hour. But when you work them, and if they're, but but it's a salary. So really, within omega is about fifteen, and mm. you know, it doesn't make sense. Okay, so that's number one. Okay, number two, holding people back. So super dude, super dogs, super dudes, super dogs. How about super performers? Uh, what was I trying to say? I have no idea. People that are really great performers, and you just say you you, you stop them from advancing because you don't want to lose them.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's tough. So those would be when, supervisors
0: or managers within a corporation or something like that.
1: Right. So when somebody knows that they're doing a good job and that they could even do more, but you never acknowledge that potential and allow them to work in that potential, you stifle them.
0: Right. And it, and, so, and, and that's not that's not right. Never right. And again, as a Christ follower, it's the manager's job to keep finding areas in which you can help your people improve and expand their skill set. That's what we're supposed to do. We're, we're supposed to be helping grow these people. All right, next one, playing the blame game. Most managers, they, they, they love to let their people take the blame when honestly, it's always the leader's fault. Okay, 95% of it. I mean, the leader's leading, then he should take responsibility for what his people are doing.
1: Yeah, I think the the caution there is you said most managers do this, but I think that it's, right. it's the it's ones that kill wrong. the morale. I mean, the right. ones the, we're talking about right. here. They do this. They say this is the this is the way to hurt right. that morale. A boss
0: who's too proud to admit a mistake or who yeah. singles out individuals in front of a group creates a culture where it is riddled with fear and anxiety. Don't do that. If your people screw up, it's okay to tell them, "Hey, you screwed up," but pull them aside. Jesus didn't lambast people in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. When he pulled Peter aside and said, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Of course, Lord, I love you. I love you. But the point is, we we need to, it, it, it can't operate. If your people are afraid of you, bottom line, if your people are afraid of you, stop you got something wrong bring somebody in to do a 360 to review to find out what in the world is going on in your workplace all right a couple more points to this one how to kill morale in your workplace as we finish up a special edition of together on tuesdays with jim and martha Because it's not Tuesday. It's a special edition just for you, sharing some things from our hearts the things that are going on. If you're just tuning in right now, we've done a highlight on what's going on with I Work For Him, about our business his way groups, about our upcoming 2017 Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat. And now we're jumped into an article in the last half hour about great ways to kill morale in your workplace. And we're talking to you business leaders, supervisors, managers, business owners As Christ followers, the way we lead should be very different. The whole Romans 12.2 thing. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that applies to managing people, doesn't it, Martha?
1: It sure does. And, you know, I was even thinking about a lot of the ministries and stuff that we have come on the air. They don't always get the opportunity to learn these things as well, because people kind of look at them differently and they don't think, oh, I shouldn't apply the same business practices. But you definitely should, because you need to be held to that high standard as well.
0: Well, and and I'm amazed at how many ministries really struggle in this area because they think that it's anti-christian to discipline people and anti-christian to fire people that are not in the right spot or to free people's futures. Anyway, a couple more things of ways to kill morale. If you guys need help with that kind of stuff, that's the stuff that Martha and I do with organizations all day long. Just look us up online, iworkforhim.com. That's the way you can find a way to contact us. We would love to help your organization. We outsource COO kind of analysis kind of stuff all day long. All right, two more things. Again, just going back to if you are instilling fear in your people, You, this something broken in your workplace. Stop the frequent threats of firing. If somebody needs to be fired, fire them, do them a favor. Most people that you fire, you're doing them a favor, but don't threaten it. Use the threat of firing to destroy people because it it belittles them. And finally, when people do something good, praise them. Yeah. Don't ever withhold praise, especially if, if, I mean, use it all the time. I mean, Managers, Christ followers out there that are managers, supervisors, leaders. The way you manage should be incredibly different than the way the world does it. Martha, we're done. We're at the end of the (laughs) I Work For Him show. (laughs) We run out of time. But that was a good article. And and I really want to uh, send this appreciation out to Dr. Travis Bradbury uh, for putting that article out there. It's a great one. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Take some time to go out to iWorkForHim.com and click on the The pages, the down below, there's links to all of our show sponsors. Let them know how much you appreciate them supporting. I work for him. Or go out to our Facebook page. Just search for "I work for him." That's "I work the number for him." Hey, what did you learn today? You know, we learned today that our faith can impact our workplace, but we've already known that. If you've been listening to the show for the last three years, you know that, but we learned some practical ways, and, and here's the bottom line. Maybe you're not a manager, a supervisor, or a leader, and so you're not the one killing around. Maybe it's your manager, supervisor, or or leader in your business. You, you as a Christ follower, you've you've got an opportunity to really be a light for Christ if you would just go and talk to that manager and let them know what they're doing. And if they're not receptive to your message and they start to belittle you because you're challenging them— Maybe it's not a great place for you to be. Nobody wants to work in a toxic toxic environment, but maybe when you join the nation and you start praying for your manager every day, things will change. we got to remember there's an epic battle out there for the souls of our coworkers and employees. This is one of the ways we take it serious. Start fighting for their souls by ministering to them in the workplace. You've been listening to I Work For Him together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg. No, I know it's not Tuesday. We're Christ followers and we own our own business, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.